Hi everyone, this is Jackie Cooper from J. Cooper Travels. I would like to thank you so much for being a listener on my podcast. And I would like to share with you that I have started a few more podcasts based upon feedback and ideas that I've had on areas that I think are really important. As many of you know, I am both a lawyer as well as a special education teacher. So I have started another podcast called Cooper virtual career day podcast. And the purpose of that podcast is to provide information to elementary, middle and high school, as well as college students about different careers that they have options. So definitely check out that podcast. So that way you can hear stories about how to get involved in different careers. I also have another podcast called Crypto Mom, and that's because I'm involved with cryptocurrency. I've been interested in cryptocurrency for a long time, and I recently um, started to invest in Bizcoin. So I would love for you to check out Crypto Mom and to also hit me up with um, a question about how you can learn more about Bizcoin. Um, the other podcast that I have started is called Love Travel Scotland. And the reason why I've started that is that I have a, an associate in Scotland and she has been telling me and sharing with me stories about how Scotland as well as other countries and locations have been hit very hard by COVID. So the purpose of that podcast is to feature business hideaways and stories that you might not um, hear about because we'll be interviewing locals and individuals connected with the Scottish culture. And we've also created a Facebook page called Love Travel Scotland Discount. So you can also um, check that out if you are thinking about traveling to, um, to Scotland. So definitely keep up and subscribe on all four of those platforms, including J. Cooper Travels. Also, please, please, please subscribe to the YouTube that's associated with this podcast so that way you can actually see who is speaking and learn more about um, the wonderful stories that um, we're featuring here. Finally, one last request in addition to um, subscribing for free. Um, if you do decide that you would like to um, support the podcast, whether it's a 99 cent a month or any of the other levels, that would be truly wonderful. If you do support the podcast, that those funds will be going towards different charities that I support. So know that in your heart, if you are supporting the podcast, that those funds will flow to charities that help support um, children empower children as well as protect the environment. So thank you so much for that. And one final note on this intro and throughout the episodes of all the podcasts that I do, I share with you free access to a wholesale portal called I Go For Less. It has, um, you can save up to 35% on your travels, excursions, rideshare, and a host of other services and technology supports. And it is free, totally free to access this member-only portal. The other reason why I am asking you and actually imploring you to activate your site is that this is also connected to a foundation. So every time that you activate the I Go For Less portal, a family is fed a meal 
a donation is made on your behalf. And again, your activation is free, but the foundation donates to Mono Relief and Children International. So families are fed meals. And to date, we've, we have um, fed over um, 4 million families. So that is phenomenal. I would love to have you, um, by activating the site, help me increase the number of families that we can support. So again, all of the efforts here are to help others. And I know that we are one global family. So I really want to thank you so much for subscribing again to my podcast, um, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and also activating the free portal. Um, thank you so much. And let me know what other topics you would like me to feature, because again, I'm here to serve you and to make everything um, exciting for you as you travel around the world. Have a good day. Thanks. Bye. Three, two, one. Okay. All right. Hi guys. This is Jackie Cooper with J Cooper travels. And today we are going to be interviewing Angela. She has canine online academy and we're going to be talking about how do we travel with our pets and also all the wonderful things that she's been doing with her business especially during this uh, pandemic she's had to pivot with her business and now she has a really successful growing online business i'm going to let angela explain a little bit more about what she's doing so angela thank you for joining us today why don't you share more about what you're doing Thank you. Um, yes, so I have Canine Online Academy, and all of our classes are live online. Um, they're not pre-recorded videos. I know a lot of people do that, but I prefer to be able to have the feedback. So if someone has a question during class, I'm able to answer it right then and there. So with your classes, are you doing group classes? Or are you doing individual classes? How do you how do you schedule it? Um, so actually, when you check out, you automatically get a link, a Zoom link, and we do both group classes and private lessons. So how does it work with a group class? Do you like see different dogs on a screen? And how, how, do, you, um, how do you navigate that? Well, actually, we're, we're in my studio now, <laughs> I guess you could say. And the way that we have it set up is I film and I have my tablet so I can control everything, but my phone's filming. And then we actually project it onto a large screen TV. So I have everyone on the TV and I'm able to see everyone working with their dog. Do you work with your dog? Yes, actually, she. I have two, two dogs that I work with and uh, usually I use my female solo. And she's down here with me. I'm able to show um, anything that we need to see with her. So she's my demo dog. Oh, that's great. What kind of, do what, what breed is she? She's a border collie, but uh, you would think she's normally black and white, but she's actually red and white. So. Oh, that's very cool. That's very cool. I'm going to see if I can't project a uh, picture of um, my dog in a, in a quick second. So um, usually, how do people find you um, when they want to book a class with you? Online, of course. Um, I do have a Facebook page, which a lot of people visit the Facebook page and then visit my website. Um, I actually have um, a really large Facebook group as well uh, for therapy dogs and dog training. And so we have about a little over 4,000 members right now. And so that links everyone to my Facebook and then they're able to find my website that way. 
So I know that we're going to be able to have people contact you back after our podcast and the Zoom. We actually have a free PDF um, that you created on uh, tips and tricks for when um, individuals and families travel with their dogs. I know that I've been doing a little bit of research and it's really interesting um, all the areas that we might not think about when we travel. I mean, we have both traveling locally here in our country, but then traveling overseas when overseas opens up. And I didn't realize until I did research that you actually need to have a passport um, for traveling overseas. And then the other areas that, you know, we also have to think about is when, uh, how are we traveling? Are we traveling by car? Are we traveling by train? Are we traveling in the air? And all those areas seem to have a whole nother um, niche of needs. I know that you do very specialized, um, you do generic training as well as specialized training. And one of the things that you had mentioned to me um, was that it really is important for um, dogs to learn how to be how to be trained and socialized because when you are traveling, if that's not the case, then all sorts of challenges kind of um, come up. Can you maybe share some of the um, things that uh, families might need to know about a good citizen training and how young their dog might be? Sure, absolutely. So we start puppies training in general at 10 weeks. And, you know, people say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but I've had a seven and a 10 year old in the same class. So that's not necessarily true. But I do recommend a good amount of training, especially if you're planning on taking a large trip by plane or something of of that nature, um, you know, I recommend AKC CGC, which is Canine Good Citizen certifi certification, um, and I am an evaluator for that. So I do the training, and I'm able to evaluate. And generally, that takes about 18 weeks of training before you actually test out. But that gives you a lot of foundational skills that make it much easier, much more pleasant, even to travel with your dog. So what kind of skills do they learn during that training? So the basic level, when you're talking about younger puppies, we're going to do the behavioral issues. I like to get those out of the way up front. So, you know, we don't want barking. We don't want jumping, you know, especially when we're traveling. Those two are big no-no. So anything like that, we're going to discuss in the first week of class. Um, as we progress through, we learn, obviously, sit. That's an easy one. And then how to walk nicely on a leash, which is really important, right? <laughs> and then uh, take it, leave it, drop it, and down, which are good safety features because, you know, your dog may pick up something they shouldn't have. We need to get that back. Um, we also do how to greet another dog on leash, how to recall. So come to me when I call you. And then wait and stay, which are really ultimately I know all of those are really important, especially if you're traveling with your pet and you're staying at one of the pet friendly hotels, they have different rules that um, they want to make sure that the dog is not aggressive. And they might also have crate rules, especially if people are coming in to clean the room. Uh, and then you also have the challenge, like you said, if the dog is barking, you need to make sure that um, they're being good neighbors to um, other uh, hotel uh, families. So there, there's that. Now, I know that you and I have talked about traveling with puppies. I know a lot of people have a, are adopting right now. What What's your takeaway on traveling with puppies and any tips that you can give to our listeners? Sure. So 
Uh, if it were me personally, I would probably try to avoid traveling with tiny baby puppies because, you know, getting that barking and the jumping, they're overly excited. That's going to be really difficult to handle, um, especially if you're on a plane, unless it's absolutely essential that you need to take your pup with you. I would probably try to avoid it until they're a little bit older. Yeah. Now I know that there are, you know, basically 10 mistakes to avoid when traveling with your dog. Um, the first one might be not booking if you're going by airline uh, and finding um, what their rules were and also not finding a pet hotel in advance. Um, with um, There are all sorts of challenges if um, you are traveling with your pet in an airport. I know you were talking about how one of your clients actually um, had to travel in the airport. So why don't you tell that story? Because it was something I had never even thought about. Yeah. So a client came to me one day and he was like, I got to tell you what happened. And I said, well, what happened? You know, and I trained his dog for a long time. So she already had her AKC CGC, which is her canine good citizen title. And he's like, you know, I'm so glad we trained with you because we went to the airport and they're like, okay, take the collar and leash off, throw it in the bin, step through the metal detector and leave her on this side. And he is like, what? <laughs> and so she did it perfectly. He then he called her through the metal detector and everything was fine. But he was, I was so glad that we did the training because you could just imagine if the dog would have taken off and is running just through the airport. So, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, was there, uh, where was he going on the plane uh, or when his travels that he was taking her on the air, airplane? You know, I can't recall where he was going, but I know he was going to visit his daughter. And I don't remember where she was located, but I know that he was going to visit her. So I know that if you're taking a dog on a plane, there's like um, different weight rules in order to have the dog in the cabin. There's also um, different um, things you have to think about if they are going in cargo. So there's all those different things. And um, as um, anyone reaches back out to me, I can send free PDF so you can have a checklist so that way you can think about how uh, you can keep your dog safe, animal safe. The other thing that they mention uh, in terms of just keeping in mind when you travel is the time of day for traveling and also making sure that you have updated tags or microchips or medical information. Um, I know that um, this, we were talking about um, this is tied in and it's not, but we were talking about homeowners insurance and uh, because there's also pet insurance that um, everyone I think should think about, but you had mentioned that with this type, some of these trainings, you actually can get some discounts. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. Absolutely. So um, certain companies, if you have a breed that's deemed aggressive, which you're talking your larger breeds, um, sometimes you're able to get a homeowner's discount if you have your AKC CGC title. Um, they look at that and they see, well, the dog is well-trained. Obviously it's, you know, had enough training that it's able to pass this because the test is 10 items, which sounds easy, but you're not allowed to use treats. So <laughs> that's the kicker. And uh, so when you're able to pass that, some of the companies will actually give you a discount on your homeowner's insurance. That's good to know. I know we're jumping all over between travel and not travel, but it all is connected because your pet's part of your family. So you don't always think about these things until uh, something happens. Um, so one of the things that um, I know both at home as well as when you travel, you have to think about what 
items should you take on your trip? So that way your pet is both fed, stays hydrated, and um, stays calm because sometimes different trips kind of create anxiety for pets. So do you want to share some of the experience that you've had on that? Sure. Um, so we did create a checklist. Um, we have the items on there for you. So, you know, you'll be able to see that here. Um, but the, as far as general items we want to take, obviously food, it's good if you pre-measure. So you're, you're sure that you're taking enough for your trip. So pre-measured bags are always a great idea. Water, bottled water, because if you're going somewhere, you know, you want to make sure that your dog's getting clean water. Um, portable food and water bowls, collar, leash, name tag, especially with your phone number, because if you're somewhere else and it has your address, that's going to be a big problem. So you want to make sure that it does have your phone number on it. Um, a portable crate for the hotel, uh, car safety restraints if you plan on driving, toys, treats, waste bags, general items. That's, that's kind of the general list, but then we get into some more... Um, specific items that you may not really think about. Uh, paw wipes, say you're somewhere and your dog get all muddy. You know, you may need paw wipes, you may need um, paper towel, enzymatic cleaners. You know, if your dog has an accident in the hotel, you know, you wouldn't necessarily maybe think to pack those things. Obviously, lint roller, if you have a really fuzzy pup, <laughs> that's always a good idea. Uh, car seat covers, if you plan on getting a rental, um, so that you're keeping that rental car clean and also sheets for hotel furniture. Um, that's something that, you know, until I did a lot of research, I didn't necessarily think about that, but that's also obviously a good idea. Flashlights for, you know, if you have to take your pup out in the evening and it's dark outside, um, any medication that your dog is prescribed that they need to take daily, obviously you want to pack that just as if you would for yourself. Um, a doggy first aid kit is always great, just in case you have any accidents. Um, brush and comb, especially if you plan on being in water, you want to make sure your dog doesn't get matted up. So it's a good idea to have at least a comb in your bag. And then vaccination records, that's a big one because a lot of places are going to require to see those vaccination records. So you want to make sure you have those in your bag for sure. That's a great list. I know you have a whole nother uh, page of ideas that... Um, uh, families need to be thinking about one thing, which I, I thought was brilliant, was the idea of writing down the microchip number, you know, or having, you know, just or having your uh, the, the, vet, the vet's uh, phone number, um, you know, or um, other things that you normally don't think about when you travel, um, you think about for you, but you don't always think about for the animal. And so, if you can pre-plan all this, then every time you travel, you already have it. And so the first time will always take a little bit more, um, you know, creating maybe that goal getaway crate of uh, with that checklist on top. So you just don't have to think about it again. Uh, but those are those are invaluable. Um, I know that uh, you had talked about long-term training if you know that you're going to be traveling a lot with your pet. Um, can you talk about a little bit more about why that's important? Absolutely. So um, when you take a basic puppy course, I think that's awesome. And a lot of people will take a basic course, but I always encourage people to do a little bit more training because when you take a, a first course, you're going to get your foundation pieces, but what you're missing out on in the next 
couple of classes is your distance and duration work. So yes, my dog might sit right in front of me, but what if my dog isn't right in front of me? What if we go to a doggy beach and my dog, you know, is 30 feet away from me? Is my dog going to listen to me? If you haven't done that extra work, probably not, you know? So I think it's really important, um, you know, also when your puppy, as your puppy starts to mature, you want to make sure they still have the same manners they had as a puppy. As a puppy, sometimes they're more malleable and you can do some things with them and you think, oh, my puppy's so great. But then they start to get into that teenage phase and have a little rebellion. And, you know, that's where it kind of goes awry. So you really want to make sure that, you know, you're, you continue training through that teenage phase into that adulthood. So their adult manners are just as good as what you had as a puppy. So another area that you and I have talked about is um, therapy dogs, because there are a lot of animals that are um, uh, traveling with uh, individuals that um, might be therapy dogs. And then there are others that are not therapy uh, pets or animals. Um, can you share any more information about that and the type of training that might get be involved with having your dog become a therapy dog? Sure. So there's three basic types of um, working dogs in, in that aspect. So you have your service dogs and service dogs are obviously they're allowed on airplanes and they have extensive training, extensive training. So those those guys are always able to ride on the plane with you. Therapy dogs actually go into facilities. So you would find them um, in hospitals, nursing homes, children's hospitals, um, libraries, that sort of thing. Um, so that's kind of a different different aspect. You do have to have a lot of training to do therapy work. And that's kind of my specialty, but not necessarily going to automatically allow you on an airplane. And then the third type is an ESA, which is an emotional support animal. And I think that's where we get into trouble a little bit <laughs> because almost any animal can be an ESA and they do have to allow you on the plane. And I love the fact that we have ESAs, but I highly encourage someone to, if they're going to fly with an ESA to have, you know, at least the CGC, if not the advanced level of the canine good citizen, because without that training, it's, you know, you don't want to be that person disrupting everyone on the airplane with the dog that's barking and growling and jumping on people, you know, so it's really important that you don't just print a certificate off online and say, I have an ESA, then you really want to get that training behind that. So those are the three types that we generally work with. That's great. That's really great to know. I mean, we've covered an awful lot and there's so much more that I know that we could cover. Um, so I would love to have you back on the podcast and to um, continue our conversations because um, again, we, we can talk about train travel. We can talk about, we talked a little bit about the air, you know, again, there's road trips. So um, is there anything last um, that you want to share before we kind of um, conclude our podcast and our, our Zoom? Anything else you want to share? Um, no, but if anyone has questions, feel free to contact me at canineonlineacademy.com. And I really appreciate you having me today. Yeah, of course. And again, everyone, um, we will be offering and giving free PDFs on all these various topics of travel. So definitely reach back out to us. Um, so that way we can um, gather your email so we can share the PDF and support you in all of your travels both local as well as long distance. So thanks for listening and we'll talk soon. Bye. 
Hi guys, this is Jackie Cooper from J. Cooper Travels. I wanted to thank you for being a listener on my travels. I have a variety of people that I interview throughout the week and throughout the month, and I want to invite you to subscribe to my podcast so that way you can continue listening to all their wonderful stories and their adventures and their highs and their lows as they've learned um, about experiences dealing with building a business or being involved in different adventures. I think you'll find this uh, really insightful. I know I've learned a lot. I've met a lot of great people and um, hopefully you'll um, reach out to me so you can actually access some of the free PDFs that they're creating for you. Have a great day and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Jay Cooper Travels podcast and YouTube.